Hello and welcome to the Eminem podcast. I'm Emma. I'm here with Mizzy <laughs> and special guest Bronte. <laughs> oh, because again, this is one we're recording while I'm visiting. Mizzy, sir, full full crowd around the table today. Yeah. Um, so we decided today to do a bit less of a sort of topical topic and more um, just a bit of a twenties chat. Um, I suppose. A bit of a get to know us more, yeah, too. which will be nice because mm. I know you're all dying, dying to know who ever busy But before that, of course, we've got what we've been watching and that. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Oh, no, I thought you were talking about Tenant. Tenant. Um, Tenant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. That was a Apology. Oh, uh, yeah. So me and Bronte went to go see Tenant, Chris Nolan's new film. Chris Nolan. What did you think? I liked it. Like, it's not my favourite Chris Nolan film I've seen, but it's more that we haven't really been to the cinema in ages. And we that was seen, the like, first time you've been to cinema since It must have been, like, down, wasn't it? March? Yeah. Yeah, ages. And How did you find it, actually? Because now you've got to wear the mask, haven't you? Because when we went, you didn't. We didn't right have to before, wear yeah, we mask in. Yeah. It was in Curzon we went to. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so. And actually, it's, it's always empty in Curzon yeah, anyway. So. Because yeah. did you have, like, food and stuff? No, uh, but um, my free student, not free, but discounted student ticket wasn't worked, so they gave me a free drink. Because <laughs> yeah, nice. if you're eating popcorn, so you can't really wear a mask anyway, can you? No, that's true. I didn't know actually that you had to wear masks in. I thought that was a thing. I thought they brought that in as a change. I reckon maybe tonight when we go to Ultimate Picture Palace, which is an independent cinema in Oxford, um, we might have to because that's small. Yeah. Yeah. So there's only one screen. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that was a bit of a sidetrack just on how cinemas changed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the film was good. (laughs) What did you think? Um. Same as you, it wasn't my favourite Christopher Nolan film, but it is like what everybody's saying, or it's a good film to get us back into the cinema. I think because mm. yeah, I was heard it was quite like a Bondy sort of style thing, like James Bond. That's not like Bond. I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like James Bond, but you do. Yeah. Um, would you say? I mean, I've only watched one. I mean, so what would you say? Yeah, kind of like similar. Lots of guns, lots of shooting, like fast paced, but. Yeah, it's hard to describe, but I think just the the fact that it was like a blockbuster and, I don't know, it's just always fun when you go to see a big film at the cinema and it was just nice to be back. I think that's most of why I liked it. We talked a little bit about the actors who are in it, normally, so you were saying that you like it when there's like a big ensemble cast thing of like Mm. famous people, Mm. whereas this one is less, for a Christopher Nolan film, like less like that. I think it's got what Michael Caine. Yeah, he's in it for about thirty seconds. Yeah. Robert but Robert Pattinson and John yeah. David Washington. What, what's he the called as well? Um, uh, Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I do, I'm not like a huge a fan choice. of Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. You know, because he's a villain in it, and I just car. can't like. <laughs> <laughs> he's great his role. Yeah. <laughs> I can't like see him as villain at all. I just don't. He I don't buy it. So do you not think? I didn't find him scary in any way or like threatening yeah, in any way. Weak. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but 
I think they could have done better. Mm. <laughs> or he could they have done better. better. Yeah. <laughs> the supporting cast wasn't like great either. Like but we they didn't saying, really. He doesn't give his supporting cast good roles often, to be honest. Like, you know, like how they always say in Chris Nolan films, they don't. He doesn't really give women roles. Mm. They're always just like the crazy wife or the dead wife who gives some kind of story to the yeah. to the main character. It is a very. They all do seem very male heavy. Yeah. Things. They like are. obviously like Dunkirk, fair fair play. Yeah. Uh, war. But in other things, yeah, it could <laughs> I think Interstellar is probably the only one. Because Jessica Chastain's character is pretty good in that. Yeah. <laughs> um But I think Interstellar's his best film anyway, so maybe I'm a bit biased with that one. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know whether I haven't seen it and I'm not sure I'm majorly pulled to see it, to be honest. What tenant? Yeah. But I don't mm. think it's the sort of thing I watch anyway. I'm not that into action, mm. to be honest. But I am. I think it's good that it has gone to cinema. Like I was, I'm mad at Disney <laughs> for not putting Mulan into cinema. Yeah, I think that's proper done a day for independent cinemas and stuff. Because yeah. they're charging it's... twenty pound on Disney Plus yeah. for it as well. Yeah. Like we spoke about this though. We weren't sure if it was because that there was controversy around the film when it was supposed to come out. Like, that was even before coronavirus, and I'm not really sure what it was about, honestly. Well, it's the main actress has said something about Hong Kong, where she supports, um, like, what the government are doing uh, there. So, that's kind of a controversial opinion. Mm. So Yeah, but she, at the same time, that's not good, and she's the forefront of it, but she's not yeah. the only person to have worked on the film. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, like, like what you were saying... Disney has, like, zero backburn in making any political statements. Yeah, true. Like, I think it's so... Of course, I, I, wa- I still watch Disney stuff, but, like, when Disney literally earns a whole... A pretty much whole... Yeah, they have, like, the monopoly on everything now. Invest, you would have thought they could put it in box office, even if it is going to lose some money. Yeah. To, when it's obvious that they just want money. On, yeah. Yeah. Their, their business is built on people watching films, and surely... I just think that's really bad on their part. Yeah, because little cinemas, like the one that we have at home, um, Parkway Parkway Cinema, shout out. Yeah, (laughs) shout out to Parkway, love it. There's a few um, in the northern areas, check them out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They need films like that Mm. because they're the films that people go and watch, like kids, especially with the fact that if kids are at school and stuff, now it's on the holidays and everything. Like, But it's not... Like other films, smaller independent films that don't get as much advertising mm. is not going to pull people to come into the cinema. Yeah. And so they're just going to like go under and die a death, yeah, which they're already struggling anyway. So this is really fucked them over. Yeah. To be fair, Parkway was really like progressive, well, progressive, but um, <laughs> proactive like... in the fact that they were re showing like classic films and yeah. stuff. So we went to see Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. But they're having to be like that sort of proactive and all this to make them survive because yeah. they're not really being helped out by these major by the industry. companies yeah. as well so yeah. that's a chat on cinema <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, seeing as though we are recording this the same day as the last one I have no more things <laughs> I have watched to share and that so shall we move on to yeah. the main topic which is being in our 20s I love the term 20-something, actually. Yeah. Like saying I'm a 20-something. It's <laughs> a bad <laughs> witch. Um, so we thought we'd start with a little chat on Korea, um, or <laughs> lack, lack of Korea. Um, 
you want to start maybe on what you're up to at the moment? Yeah, so I just graduated with a film degree and... A first film degree? Oh, shut up. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> um, and I'm currently working at a Korean supermarket, <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. Um, but I don't want to do that, obviously, forever. Um, I want to make music documentaries or just... I'm not sure, actually. This is kind of part of the problem. There's a lot of things I want to do, and I don't really know. So, like, journalism or filmmaking or writing or whatever, I like all these films. Things. Things. But I don't know really where to begin with them, and that's maybe where I'm like, oh, uni was great, but they don't tell you how to, like start your life in that sense and so now I'm a bit lost with it all so yeah that's where I'm at at the moment <laughs> um hi I'm Anna um <laughs> I am currently a lifeguard um but I'm starting an open university course in arts and humanities with French in October <laughs> so I'm working as a lifeguard throughout of that throughout that um but I am doing it full-time and then I don't really know what's next I think in terms of career all I really want is a moderately well-paid job nothing extravagant <laughs> so I can enjoy my weekends and something that's kind of fun but I'm I, honestly I'm like easy with whatever comes next <laughs> and that's me <laughs> um I work part-time at a gym at the moment but I've just got a graduate job in a in a hospital lab um I did biology at uni so it feels like, yeah, I'm really happy with it because it feels like it's the next step yeah. in my career. Yeah. Well, the first step, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so I'm excited to start that. Yeah. What I was going to say is that you're, so you obviously did biology and you're, so that course is a lot more like, well, it's obviously very different to a mm. film course. Yeah. So your career trajectory is more like you're Structures. always going to go into something mm-hmm. like that, presumably. I mean, yeah, I'd say there's more like, what's the word? Where you can rely on something. There's more. Expect. Safety. Yes, there there is more safety in like, any job, any, like, humanities job, I'd say, because, well, all the opposite, any creative job, there's always going to be a bit of, like, risk, like, is that, mm. because I think in artistic jobs, there's more people creating their own jobs, whereas yeah. in science, there's always going to be set things that people need to do, and... Yeah, so you would probably, almost always, go into a job that is already there, really, you're not... Well... I'd say already existing, but there is, like, a lack of jobs out there. I'd say yeah. at the moment, like, I'm really lucky to have got this one because, like, especially in post, post-corona, post mid-corona times, mm. like, there isn't that much at the moment. And I think with the NHS as well, they don't want to, they don't want to employ people when they don't have to, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I guess there is, there's the classic, like, issue when you, you've graduated and you have a degree and then you can't get a job and it's like... Yeah you're a bit confused because 
up mm. until that point you've been you've been told when you get your degree <laughs> you'll be fine you'll get a graduate job and then then you can start your life I think a lot of people have that problem where there just isn't the jobs out there but I think I have issue with the term graduate job because I'm like what does that even mean yeah what like, does that mean? <laughs> it makes it sound like there's some like specific program that only graduates can apply for those jobs and that's not it isn't like recent yeah. graduates or whatever well I I the way I see it is jobs in your field that require a, a degree. Or I guess you could say just any job that requires a degree because when I was looking for this job, I did apply for quite a lot and not all of them were in my field, but a lot of them wanted you to have it like at least a 2-1 in, in a, any degree, like yeah. just as a, mm. a minimum. But mm. like I know what you mean, there are jobs out there where if you have like a similar experience then you could get it just as easily but that's why it's called a graduate job (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe I take issue with it because I'm like there isn't such a thing as a like in what I want to do there Mm. isn't like a set out job yeah it's mainly in creative things it's unpaid stuff too so it's I always thought that like after sort of a course like that they say go and be a runner or something yeah which but, you can actually do without a degree. And it's like, yeah. why don't they like, utilise the skills you gain through university and employ you in something with, like... Yeah, more know. than that. Yeah. So it's sort of like you go to university and then you still have to go from the ground up yeah. and put the time like that. But that pays, like, nothing usually or very little. Yeah. And all of them are based on doing work for people for free and then so you can get like experience in a portfolio mm. and in the meantime you have to do something else to be able to pay your rent and bills or whatever and then it's just tiring because I do think that's why like especially media and creative roles end up being like kind of flooded with more well people who basically had the privilege to be able to like live in London mm. and work for free which is not yeah. many people yeah. and so it, so then they're not they don't have a like diverse range of people then no. either because if you can't afford it then you can't it's harder to do it yeah mm. yeah <laughs> but do you think in terms of a job are you would you want to go into a job in a an already established mm. company or something or is that not on your agenda at the moment probably not because personally I have an issue with authority <laughs> so stick it to the men <laughs> I'd rather like work for myself yeah I think but also I know I'm sort of torn because I'm like I know I'm too young and I don't have enough knowledge or skills no but I mean in terms of like too young to burn. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't stand that reference. Sorry, it's a, a song. song. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, okay. Alienated everyone. <laughs> um, I don't like. I feel a bit lost in with it all at the moment, and I know I have a lot more to learn. So I can't just start something myself and but do it in a way that I don't feel confident in doing it so I do it properly Mm, you know yeah so if you're working in a company or for somebody then at least you're learning something and you're around people who know what they're doing so you'll get something from it so I probably should do that but also I hate taking orders (laughs) 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 it's a bit of a predicament there yeah (laughs) it's difficult though as well the whole working for yourself and 
figuring that out because that's like mentally tiring because you don't know what I found with trying to make films or whatever is that if you go to companies like the BFI or whatever who will give out grants for emerging filmmakers or whatever they want you to have no experience and essentially not know what you're doing but they also want you to exactly know what you're doing and like they don't not going to give you any money if they don't think you can do it kind of thing do you think that's something no because they're just trying to not give out any money potentially <laughs> maybe they're just trying to look good i don't know but it's like also in those jobs they expect you to know how to do every single role which isn't fair because i don't know how to budget things properly because that's not what i want to do or i don't know especially in the more planning side of things when it's the specifics of the film industry there's thousands of jobs Mm. locations like all that kind of stuff is so they're all jobs but you don't if you just want to make use a camera then that's what you know how to do you don't know how to do the rest of it necessarily and you have to like juggle it all yourself even down to like the editing and stuff like that which means you need to know how to do softwares and things and then the marketing you have to essentially distribute and market yourself Mm. and all of those things are jobs that like hundreds of people are supposed to have that's why you yeah. have massive crews on on films but they want you to do it all yourself and that also somehow be funding it in some way because you're not they're not going to give you all the money so they need to do I a think job the bfi and might be taking the mick with this potentially because yeah. that sounds just unfair yeah unfeasible or, or they want <laughs> you this out for you yeah. <laughs> yeah. we just believe out yeah a, a company that we will not name um, <laughs> We love the beer. We're actually really do. No, it doesn't. <laughs> My brain could not. Yeah. So it's it's hard, basically. Also, they want you to to have like a producer attached to your project, usually. And who knows a yeah, producer? Do you think a lot of this like, is also to do with, like, especially in creative field? having known someone else in that field yeah or knowing of people higher for up. sure yeah which is so stupid because then they go we want you to have no experience and be like because they want it to be like they're taking people from who aren't in the industry mm. and giving them a chance but you have to but know, you have to know everything yeah. and know somebody in the industry then <coughs> it just doesn't like add up at all it's really annoying honestly that's kind of like across the arts though it's easier to get like jobs if you know people mm. yeah and hard like i'm not really funny a select group of a select type of people know people in that industry yeah mm. and that it is like um a big group of people you'd think in an arts sector they want to have lots of diversity mm. but it doesn't seem like there is no not just like visually i mean more like uh, class and yeah. yeah, all the different things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just going to say, do you think as well, in terms of, because of the creative, especially like film and that is ever changing, it's worrying to maybe go into a job in a company when, if in like five years that could be redundant. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, I think usually if you're doing a creative thing fairly adaptable to doing different stuff Mm. normally I mean I was just saying this earlier that I get really 
bored quickly <laughs> and like I can't manage to stay in a job more than six months because I've just there's nothing wrong with it. Purple tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I recently bleached my hair and now I'm going purple because I <laughs> which is weird because when I was younger I never would have done like I remember thinking I would never dye my hair because I was, never wanted to change what my natural colour was God or whatever. But like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no I get personally I find and with a lot of creative people I think you you need like constant change yeah because otherwise you feel quite uninspired and bored by things so I mean obviously working in a job if you love it and you don't want that company to get redundant if you want to keep that job like but there'll be other jobs you'll find that you'll love probably whereas in something maybe like what you want to do Bronte um I imagine that's the kind of thing that you stay in for years like what decades even I don't know and you don't switch about very much especially if it's like research or whatever yeah and the thing about it is it has it's so specific um you have to really love what you're doing because it is you study like a tiny molecule in some organism and that's what you do for your whole career and I feel like it's kind of the opposite of what you you like whereas I'm excited because I see it as I see it as changing like a different way. Like you are moving forward because you're learning more and more about this one thing that you've you've chosen. Like you're yeah. making progress in that way, I guess. Whereas, but in art, like there's a in science, there's no answers and there's no like closed doors. Whereas I feel like for a filmmaker, they can put all this work into a film or a project. You know, plan it, make it the thing that comes after where everybody loves it and then they can close the door and then they can do it again with something mm. different. Mm. Um, which you don't really get in science. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you might say something and then oh, I'm done and then the next person will come along and say, yeah. that's wrong, I yeah. know what's right. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> only reason I know any of this is from the Big Bang Theory. That's my, <laughs> my scientific knowledge. My biggest reference, it's yeah. honestly. <laughs> it's legit, don't worry. <laughs> I'm like so glad there's people like you, Bronte, who... Uh, like I would love to research this forever because the thought of that mm. for me is like I couldn't do it but I'm like yeah. thank god someone will yeah <laughs> it makes me really restless just thinking about it like I want to get out of that already <laughs> not even do that I guess it's like you know I think I do see why a lot of people look at it as like a boring thing but I look at it even like the monotonous stuff it's like practice it's like you're becoming mm. amazing at one thing and I you know, like, you know, I love the arts and stuff. I love film, but I don't have the capacity to make it myself. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it wouldn't even be an option for me. I think it's just like my personality type. Mm. Yeah. I guess it depends on what kind of person you are to where you, what you do. Yeah. Yeah. But thank God there's all sorts of different people. Yeah. <laughs> thank God. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> kind of like, it's weird because I feel like you would appreciate science and I appreciate film in like yeah. the opposite ways. But both but neither of us could do the opposite thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another thing I was going to talk about is like, I think our generation is doing a lot of what is called, and I, I do hate the word hustle, but I'm going to say it, side hustling. Yes. Mm. So a lot of. Um, say well like a few of our friends including me and my own friend um, (laughs) like yeah like depop shops and stuff and then like we're doing the podcast not necessarily (laughs) not necessarily making money like we're not making money on this and like depop i'm not rolling in it and stuff but i think Mm. our 
well, especially our friends and stuff, there's a lot more going on on the side of career and maybe a hobby that just makes a little bit of something or potentially could go into something else. Yeah. I think it's part of, like, trying to, like... For a lot of people, maybe trying to figure out their interests and what they want mm. to do, actually, as well, because that's the other thing about being a 20-something is that you're supposed to know what you want to do mm. in some way. Yeah, and these are sort of all low-risk things, because, obviously, yeah. all the podcast takes is time from us. It's not yeah, it doesn't money cost and anything. stuff. And, like, Depop, I, if, any, if anything, I make a couple of quid sort of yeah. thing. But it's not, like spending your days doing that and then finding out or not investing loads into making a shop yeah to sell clothes and then realizing you don't actually know how to do it and you can't make any money and you don't like it yeah which would not be great um, <laughs> so maybe it's like a little or even taster. doing a degree in something yeah it's been so hard for me to decide to do a degree yeah and I think part of the reason I'm doing it is because I know I can work on the side because I'm so sort of terrified of giving up a job to do something if it all just fell through or yeah. I didn't like it. I, I think, I don't know whether maybe our generation is a little more, or I, mean, I think it depends who you talk to, maybe a bit more like safe, like maybe because people, with stuff like houses, I even think like people have said, oh, you'll never be able to buy a house. Mm. So now people are like, well, if I work this much and all this, I will and are doing it now. Is yeah. there maybe a bit more security involved? How do yeah. you are you I feel like you're more of a risk taker actually music. So saying that it feels <laughs> how do you mean? <laughs> like I would be terrified to give up a job to make a film, but I yeah. feel like you would go do that, which yeah. is like that's a great <laughs> personality trait to have, but I don't have it, I don't mm. think. Not anymore or anyway. Maybe at I eighteen. Maybe that's more of like a I don't know if I would necessarily do that because I'm not doing that currently. But yeah. I'm like, if you're around other people who do that, or like if you believe in them, mm. then I think that's an easier thing to take risks yourself on doing stuff because mm. you're not doing it by yourself. Yeah. I think it's when you're doing something on your own, that's when it feels like failure feels so much worse when you fail by yourself. I think one of the big things about being in your 20s is feeling like you're failing all the time yeah. and or feeling like you need to not fail all the time and that's exactly the time when you need to fail, really. Yeah. Do you feel as well as if sort of... Because when you were talking about like um, going getting a job and that's when your life starts, whatever, do you feel like that's the sort of thing people really believe that you have to be settled in like a career or whatever? for mm. your life to have begun. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's that sense of your 20s are more of a limbo than anything else. Well, when see, really, obviously, it's not. Yeah. I think people definitely think that, for mm. sure. Personally, that kind of scares me a little bit because, well, as I, I've said, being settled in something doesn't appeal to yeah. me. <laughs> so once I'm settled, I'm like, right, <laughs> let's sort of go to the next thing kind of thing. But... Because I, I don't personally think that way. I think it would be horrible to feel like you're waiting on something to yeah. begin to live. Well, that's a surefire way to fail at something yeah. because you're always going to be looking for something that you don't have and then you have it and then there's something else that you don't have yeah. and then, mm. then you're just going to be unhappy. Yeah. So. I think it's like a mixture between 
like not wanting to fail but always like wanting things it sounds mm. stupid but I feel like our generation you look I don't know if it's online social media or what but the way the world is now I feel like our generation are constantly looking at other people and comparing themselves and being like oh my god this other person is employed full-time or they're doing better than me and like I can't wait till I have that in terms of career relationship like literally everything mm, yeah you know, you're always looking and you're like yeah. I'm not gonna be not yeah. like my life isn't gonna begin until I have those things but like, kind of like you always want them like you feel yeah. like you're not gonna be like complete or happy and but yeah. also you don't want to be things. left behind I think mm, so. yeah. I do think one thing that's scary especially about social media is there'll be people say our age who have like these massive houses and that and I'm not saying they don't do anything for their jobs because they obviously do but it's not a normal job and that's not what they're the exception not the rule yeah so it it's a weird thing to put out like as if you follow their life like it's normal because it's not Mm. and it's that's a weird thing to look up to and compare yourself to because it's very much they're not normal celebrities but they are celebrities in or yeah it kind of it's are you talking about like youtubers yeah i guess like influencers and stuff because i worry about like i don't i don't watch them but i'm aware of them and i know that there's like a younger generation of kids who watch those videos and watch all these people have all these nice things and mm. do all these nice things and have all these nice friends without all you're watching is them living their life mm. like then that and that is what they get paid for and I think a lot of young people are going to look at that and be like they have everything and they're not doing anything for it so I want that and yeah. it's really like you can't have those things without doing hard work and those people are just really lucky that they yeah. sort of tapped into like a weird niche that was going to yeah, become really popular it, it really, is presented yeah. as like not like they're living their day-to-day normal lives which mm. they are but it's not normal but also mm. I'm sure there's like that's only like a little snapshot of it and there's far more oh, yeah. that like goes into it like somebody's an Instagram influence or whatever mm. they haven't just taken one picture and like put it yeah. up and it's like yeah, two yeah, seconds yeah. of their day like they've probably spent so much time on that. And when you think about that, you're like, that's kind of exhausting and yeah. boring, mm. honestly. True, but then do you ever think about, like, um, I don't know if it has a name, like, the privilege of being attractive. Mm. Mm. Young people, <laughs> I don't want to, like, objectively say anything's attractive or not, but there are going to be young people who don't have the features that mm. young, like, especially female influencers have, and they're always going to, do you know what I mean? They're just going to be comparing themselves. Yeah, and I'm not saying like that, shit. Yeah, and I'm not saying that they, all those influencers of famous young people are famous because they have nice bodies or they're beautiful or mm. they have good hair or whatever. They but have. it certainly helps. But yeah. it does. Like, you can't have... I'm sorry, but you can't be an influencer and not have those things. Mm. It's a really funny thing because most of the time, there's, there's not even a sort of like message behind what the posting occasionally there is it'll be like about makeup or about fashion or something like that but more and more it seems to be literally just photos of them yeah and you're like well if if there's no message behind it what am I looking at yeah and I notice like all the time even now as like an adult I notice 
like these images on online of young women wearing clothes that I look at the clothes and I'm like they're not really that nice of clothes it's it's like a post designed to sell those clothes based on the body of the person who's wearing mm. them and you're just like and that's why young people feel bad about themselves is they buy all these products that they don't look nice in them yeah, because it's not because it's the not same. the clothes that are what they want it's mm. the people who wear them and the yeah. features that they have I'm, I don't even know how we got onto this yeah. I'm sorry but, there's a few brands I buy from now. Yeah, this is completely sidetracked. That, that use all different size models, and I didn't like. I didn't really think much of it at first, but then I was like, "This has actually changed the way." Like a shop when I buy it, I'm like, "That girl looks more like me, mm. and she looks good in it." Whereas before, like, I'd buy something and be like, yeah, "You have no idea what it's like, going to look like on your yeah. on your body type or whatever." If it's just the standard. Like, like model size because it's right. not even like that the way she looks isn't right like a normal model because that's fine but not everyone does look like that mm. so it's nice to see it on different size mm. people just as a reference point even yeah. Yeah. like not even from diversity just like be nice to see what it would look like on me sort mm. of thing and it's nice it would be nice to see them not like just wearing their clothes as usual and not doing a pose whereas oh my God, you have yeah. people who are like pushing their bums out and it's like yeah. a pair of jeans does not look like that all the time because yeah. rarely do you sound like that in, in life <laughs> do you know what I also think these things make you do because I don't really follow any influence or anything on Instagram so I don't like I don't feel like I'm affected by that kind of stuff but then obviously I'm aware of it as a thing and then I think I end up putting that onto real people in my life and so then I do the comparison thing between all my friends and stuff and I'm like you're doing this or that and blah 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 or you look like this and blah and I don't and then it makes it it unhealthy in your actual life Mm. not just in your own head like affects your relationships with people because and uh, probably you're all doing that to each to each other to an extent as yeah. well, and you know it, and the, you kind of can't separate the two things. Sometimes when you feel insecure about something, you can't like look at it objectively and go, "Well, it's because of this, not because of what you're actually looking at." Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I think I was saying to you how I don't like following people from our school <laughs> who I'm not like friends with at all. I really like people you know of and maybe were, like, acquaintances with. Because when they start posting things online, I feel like it's an awful part of myself. I feel really jealous. But mm. then I'm, I also know that I don't know much more than what I'm seeing online about them because I don't know them very well. And I just think it's really... It feels really unhealthy. So I just don't like following mm. people like that because I don't, it's just that thing where you don't know much the backstory of... yeah a post on Instagram do you mm. or you well, only see a snippet social media is really really kind of latched onto that thing that we do as human beings where you're just like infatuated by other people like you mm. really like when I come back home we always talk about it because I'm always really interested in what other people are doing from yeah. back home because I don't really think about it when I'm not there and then I go back and I'm like oh I wonder what so-and-so is doing mm. and I don't know why when I think about it there's no actual reason why I should care about that but I yeah. do to an extent yeah and then you extend that to social media and it really like elevates that to a yeah kind of dangerous level if you don't have a, a context to it yeah because social media people obviously only post the good bits yeah like you wouldn't just post a photo of your car. 
<laughs> maybe lots of people do these days. <laughs> maybe, yeah. For the TikTok. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that saves that for TikTok. <laughs> but no. Yeah, I think because and then that's the point where you start as well, sort of um, looking at someone. Say you went to school with, and as soon as you finish school, that's when like everyone's trajectories go off and like timelines <laughs> shift, don't they? Yeah. So you look at one person and they've bought a house, whatever. Whereas, and then someone else has got a job here. But the yeah. timelines just don't need to be the same at that point. But it feels like they should be. Mm. And it's, I think that's where I Well, that's like an interesting thing about at certain ages, especially in your 20s, where you feel like there are like um, milestones you should yeah. have made. Well, I was showing you some things on Instagram that a few people have followed. Because yeah. I follow a few uh, accounts, I feel like a bit more like positive in that sort of mm. um, bashing down, what's the word? Like expectations or what we've been told or maybe subconsciously thought. Mm. in the past and yeah because I think there is like that expectation of well we were just watching New Girl weren't we yeah the one where they find out if they can or what, what is it they see how many eggs have got left yeah. or something <laughs> in terms of fertility <laughs> and they're like 30 whatever and that does sort of seem the age where you think it's really weird at this point because like we're 21 and you're 22 Ponty. um like I don't think any of us Correct me if I'm wrong, but any of us want kids right now. No, no. I, uh, I'm desperate to have a baby. <laughs> but well, you've kept a little surprise. <laughs> for this the but I think, like, not everybody, but most of the time, like, I know I do want kids at some point in my life, probably, but I know I definitely categorically do not want them. Now I cannot emphasize that enough. But when you think about it being like 10 years or something is around the time when we should be having them, yeah. not in necessarily in terms of societal expectations, but like, like health Biologically, I guess. Like, that's scary. Like, I don't, and you kind of think like, oh my God, you want the person that you're having kids with to be like your husband or whatever. And then you yeah. need to have known them a certain amount of time. And then you, like, you do back for years and you're like, God, I need to be like, I need to start in a long term relationship <laughs> six months ago. That really struck Oh God, I'm a year older than you. <laughs> yeah. Very behind. It's like in um, Friends, isn't it? She, when Rachel's like, yeah. Rachel, what's he called? Tag or something. <laughs> <laughs> Who's called Tag? Also, Tag Romney. <laughs> um, yeah and it's just oh, I don't know but I I kind of think that more people our age will maybe not have kids yeah well I also thought about it in the way that when I think about actually having kids like the birth the pregnancy <laughs> all that part all that no, it like sounds it. awful <laughs> thank you adopting maybe is the way to go cesarean section is the way to go <laughs> yeah. well I think like like you say, a lot of people don't want them right now, but they want them. In, they know they want them in the future. And I, I, I don't know. I've not felt it myself, obviously, but I think a lot of women say that, like, they get to like twenty six or twenty seven, and they're like, "Well, now I really want a baby." Like, they have that natural mm. instinct to kick in, which I don't think we're gonna will have experienced. Well, I feel like we think we want kids because, in a way, it's like biologically something that we do want, but mm. also 
you just feel like you should. Yeah, yeah. Do you think as well, like, the idea that you wouldn't end up in a family unit if yeah. you didn't have kids Yeah, is scary? Because... I think that's the thing you think of. What in you in your future? You think, well, there would be me, my husband, or mm-hmm. whatever, and our kids, and we do stuff together. But then, if you didn't have kids, what would it be? Would you be the friend yeah. who tagged along? Well, would you have a boyfriend? What? That's what scares me about that is less so not having the family, but more so all of your friends having that, yeah. and they don't have time to be your friend anymore as much because you just don't like they have their kids yeah. or whatever, and then just being kind of like alone in that sense. Yeah, that's good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Please don't have kids without me. Make a battle right here. Synchronize that. <laughs> but right now, I'm so far from wanting kids. I honestly sometimes think, like, would I want kids in the mm. future? And then I think, yes, no. Yeah. I it's think not it's a decision to be made now, to be no. honest. So is it? It all depends on who you're with. I think. Mm. I don't think you can like commit to having kids unless you have the life mm. sorted that you want them to have and like the right partner or husband or whatever I think also now we're probably in the first or the first few lots of generations where your career kind of comes your becomes your baby kind of thing Mm -hmm. like more than any other time now especially for women I guess yeah where that's such an important thing to us that that kind of especially at this point at 21 obviously that is way higher up on the priorities than yeah anything else but I can't see it as not like I think of myself being 26 or something and I'm like what if I'm still working in a supermarket and I don't not that there's anything wrong with that but I personally don't want to do that and I don't know where I'm going with this I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) spirals heading downhill very quickly But it's like sort of like your career is not made by that point necessarily, especially in whatever I in freelance things. Mm. It's like it's not like a a line that goes up and you just get Mm. this job and then this gets better and blah blah blah. It's like you might do a job and that's really good, and then you might be struggling for a little bit, and Mm. then you might do something else. But it's like kind of up and down. And thinking about bringing a family into that as well is quite like yeah that's too much like I can't even cope with looking after myself Mm. and doing a job at the same time so see I'm kind of far from being after a career Mm. like there's a quote in what's it called into the wild or something it's called is that you know when he goes he finishes college and he just roams about and then he goes to a bus in Alaska oh yeah yeah and he goes something like I think 21st no I think careers are a 21st century invention Mm. I'm like I'm personally I think more bothered about just having a job that I can like leave at five o'clock. I'm like I don't know whether that's really boring, but no, I think it's something as long as it was like quite a bit challenging sort of thing, kept me on my toes. Yeah, where there's like some kind of progression. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, like that and the fact you know you'd have to like give you enough money especially if you want to have kids like mm. give you enough money to be able to do those things and why not like, yeah. a lot of people have like careers and and it takes over their life and I think you don't always need to have that like you yeah. can have you know the same job for ages you just need to have other things in your life that make your life different yeah like mm. so you don't get bored I guess yeah I think maybe as well I'm like much 
seeing as though we are just 21, I'm not like, oh, I need a career right now. I'm a bit more like, well, that might I might ease into that, find yeah. a passion through a job I've already got or take something like the podcast, subscribe, <laughs> <laughs> like further, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I'm not in a rush even to find a career. Yeah. I think, um, like, I'm the opposite of that, but I'm more of a worrier in, like, mm. general. <laughs> and I think for me it's, like, I know I'm only 22 and it's not, like, a disaster what happens, like, now mm. or next year or the year after. But then it's, like, what you say, like, when you think about when you're 30, you want to do the hard yards now so that you can hopefully be okay then and it's not to say that necessarily you will but I'm always like oh my god in five years time if I don't have this then my life isn't going to be good or yeah. it's not going to be as good as everybody else's I don't know you have those weird yeah. like it's like I an anxiety that makes see you five years into the future honestly no. I think I have a similar thing but in a different way where I'm like I worry about it but more in the sense of it's not about I think I probably am very career focused, like the opposite of mm. what you are, where I'm like, I'm not bothered about having the other stuff. I'm not bothered about having a lot of money or whatever. I just want to be able to do the career and always have jobs in that s- stuff because mm. that's what makes me happy or makes me feel like I'm doing something and like s- switched on. Yeah. Because that's, I guess that's the difference between like making a career out of the thing that you love doing though or having a job and then doing the other yeah. things as hobbies like I want to do the hobby things as a job yeah not have them as a side thing mm. so yeah yeah <laughs> but the, the thing is like we've all come at it from different yeah. sections and none of it's right or wrong but it's yeah. nice to know that we all have a different thing yeah. that maybe the world's There's... expectations haven't rubbed off too much and mm. we've all got our own little <laughs> Um, perspective on it which is nice isn't it because it would be horrible to think everyone was really like I don't know had to do the same thing what I find weird about right now is I cannot see past the age of 30 like anything because I'm like it feels like your 20s is your whole life Mm. and beyond that just like merges into one because the only reference point you have usually is your parents or whatever they've yeah. done. And so, like, I think about my mum when I was a kid, so when she was in, like, her 30s, and then to now when she's in her 50s, and I view it all as being the same amalgamation of the same thing. Yeah. Like, well, 20 she's years. she's a mum for all that time. Mm. Exactly. So, which is really weird for me. Like, I can't, I can't see that as a life, which yeah. is so stupid, but... I can't. Yeah, you'd have to basically reach a point, I guess, where you're ready to give up a massive portion of yourself because that's mm. what like being a parent is, isn't it? Yeah. Which, Which is just a seems crazy unfathomable, yeah. like right now to do. Because you put yourself on the back burner. Yeah. But is it that you spend your twenties doing everything for yourself that by mm. the time you get to like thirty, you're like I'm ready to do it for somebody else now? Mm. Like maybe yeah. it's just like you you do actually want to. Because I feel yeah. like for some women, it's more of a sacrifice than for others. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Just picture us in, like, 20 years' time with kids. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah like, I can't we'll, we'll really redo the it. podcast with babies on our own. Oh, yuck. It is scary, though, what you say about not being able to picture things past 30. Because mm. I feel like in your 20s, you're expected to, like, do your career, find your husband, find where you want to settle, 
like do all your traveling yeah. it does for everything that you do in that time de- determines, determines what you will do in that yeah. other time obviously yeah. that's how time works kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. but, but it feels like in your teenage years that determines less so what you're doing yeah, in later life yeah. because it's not like if if you decided like we went to uni when we were 18 you can still go to uni at any of our age it doesn't matter mm. kind of thing so yeah yeah they sort of think of oh, finishing schools when you when things you make your decisions for whatever's going yeah. on but it's, it's not, not at all is it it's, no it's an amalgamation of everything and but then that's true for everything else yeah <laughs> that didn't make any <laughs> a big word blob <laughs> I think is that do you think we have 20 20 <laughs> Um, 20s in the 2020s oh yeah that's i used to say when i was little i was like i know how old i am because i'm one year older than the year <laughs> oh no one year younger than no one year older than the year yeah yeah we're 21 yeah. <laughs> we can't work out one that. year older than the year that we're you in okay. yeah that we're in yeah i'm two years old okay yeah, so yeah. You're no, two but years you're two years older than the year you're 98 though, aren't you? I'm 99. True, yeah. Well, I'm one year older for most of the year, like eight days. I'm two yeah. years older. <laughs> there you are. Time. Um, oh, my God. eight days. <laughs> for eight days, I'm two years older. That makes no yeah. sense. <laughs> right, well, we've lost the plot, evidently. But, yeah, I think... We've, well, we've basically covered, like, Mercy... I think maybe 20s we can do more chats on on the podcast because we've talked yeah. a bit about career and also babies yeah. <laughs> motherhood it's interesting though as well because I think that's something that just men just do not have to think about as much yeah. because they don't have a biological clock so it's yeah. not but to be fair you can freeze eggs now can't you I mean mm. I think it costs but if you that's actually yeah a pretty good idea it doesn't always work money, like <laughs> sorry just burst my bubble yeah. <laughs> you do it now you can't be grand, but yeah, don't but yeah, the, but I, sc- <laughs> I suppose as time goes on, probably our options for stuff like fertility will yeah um, expand as well. Mm. So don't worry at all. We can get pregnant at ninety. <laughs> oh, can't wait to carry a baby. At <laughs> I don't even want to do it in my thirties. <laughs> right. I think we we'll wrap it up. Yeah, we'll wrap it up because this. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We will see you, hear from you. You will listen to us in the next podcast. <laughs> We're fully malfunctioning. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Do you want to goodbye? Bye. <laughs>